0: This podcast may contain strong language and matter of an aggressively artistic nature. Bringing you insightful interviews from industry insiders across the arts, this is Dark Unicorn in Conversation. Hello and welcome to Dark Unicorn in Conversation. My guest today is no stranger to our screens, having popped up in everything from the BBC's most recent adaptation of Evelyn Waugh's Decline and Fall, the movie About Time with Bill Nye, the BAFTA-nominated Channel 4 comedy Staff Let's Flat, and also send-up of the British Royal Family, The Windsors. But these are just some highlights in a career which has spanned over a decade since the viral success of High Renaissance Man, his YouTube video satirising ex-private schoolboys at Bristol University shot during his time as an ex-private schoolboy at Bristol University, and co-written with his long-time creative partner and co-host Tom Palmer, with whom, as sketch duo Totally Tom, they were taken from Edinburgh success and packing out small London comedy spots and theatres to be cast as the Comic Stage Managers for the Russell Kane-fronted stand-up show Live at the Electric on BBC3. Now he is perhaps best known to a younger generation as one of the regular faces on the much-loved British series Horrible Histories, without which, I might add, I may never have understood the Magna Carta.
1: And I would say 800
0: He was in fact nominated for a BAFTA for his role as Shakespeare in their special to mark the 400th anniversary of the Bard's death. He is actor, writer and comedian Tom Sturton and we started off talking about his early life, including the years he doesn't remember following his birth in Washington DC in 1987. Tell us about your early life. If you were were you were you the one of the three that were born? You were the one of the three that was born in in the states. Were you? And
1: yeah, yeah. So um, one of the three. You mean Adam? You and your your two siblings. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. So is there another? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, w- I was born in um, in Washington DC, uh, completely accidentally. Um, I don't think my parents hadn't sort of planned to ha- have kids there or anything um, uh, and, and, and was there, I don't remember any of it sadly so I didn't, I think El's my sister and Ivo both had American accents so when we came back from the States initially they were bullied mercilessly um, but I, I, I don't remember any of, of um, America because I was, I was only there till I was about two I think um, but yeah, it's meant that I have an American passport, which has been really useful. Um, uh, and yeah, I don't, how early, how much of my early life do you want to know? About? Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, were you, how early are you going?
0: How, do, do you want from zero? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you can just give us a quick rundown of the, you know, the first five years. No, oh, you, you know, were you, um. Was your childhood spent? Did you feel was there a sort of lot of creativity? Did you sort of grow up around the sort of creative
1: vibe? Um, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, we, I watched a lot of TV. I was allowed to watch a lot of TV, which I'm always very um, grateful to my um, parents for. A lot of TV and a lot of films that I shouldn't have watched um, at that age, basically. So if that counts as a creative, I was, and obviously you know. Um, your mum would take take uh take be very nice and take us to musicals and some and we got to see some theater which is obviously a big you know real, real sort of privilege to do when you're when you're younger um uh and yeah i don't and 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 i guess we did this sort of you know me ivor and Els did the normal um thing when you're when you're when your kids are like putting on shit plays and forcing your parents to watch them and um uh, I, yeah I, I suppose it was quite creative mum's very creative and, and dad obviously works in TV so I guess we were sort of surrounded by that sort of stuff but I'd say my main my happiest memories are just sat in front of the TV uh, and watching like Nickelodeon um, and, and Terminator 2 and that kind of thing um, I mean natural fellows.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so i suppose at what point did the um the sort of uh viewer um mode switch into wanting to move into performing when did that sort of right.
1: yeah um well i i think i've always been obnoxious and uh, and sort of uh, a show off um and would, like I've always had a, a a kind of some kind of um, urge to like be the center of attention um, and then be very like resentful when I get, I don't like, <laughs> um, but uh, sort of, um, no, I, when I was young, I would, I would like, I would always sort of dress up um, and, and just walk into a room be like, look at this hilarious coat that I put on. It's so big. And I think people, people were a nice, my mum was nice enough to humour me. Um, and, and so I've always been like a, a bit of an attention seeker. And then I kind of just did a lot of theatre at school, um, which was, I really enjoyed. And then I didn't, and and then I didn't really do have a plan to, to go into acting um, At at university. I sort of, uh, went off it a bit. I did a terrible I did one terrible play at university with a lot of dodgy American accents in it. Um mine, mine, mine included. And then was like, no, I don't wanna I don't do that anymore. Well I basically I, I've always always sort of liked um acting as long as I can remember. In some in some whether it's just been, you know, sort of messing around. Um uh, it's always been going on. And I suppose you I mean, if you do come from a
0: family that has, I mean, we mentioned very briefly, you come from a family that has a very public face. Um, you know, quite a prominent family. Your father's a prominent broadcaster. He's uh, a prominent broadcaster. Were were you encouraged to also seek public attention, or, or, or and is it difficult? Do you think to, was it difficult to grow up in the shadow of somebody else's reputation that was so completely removed from you?
1: Well. Um luckily i th- i think fortunately if you like that dad's sort of whole world of journalism which is you know very serious that ha- there's not a huge kind of overlap with with the uh, like well that i inhabit the you know so so you know it's it's i think in in, in a good way i've never felt like that's you know looming over me um and similarly um um, Ibo, you know, it, 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 his sort of his writing and stuff, it, it's kind of different enough for, for, for there not to be a feeling of competitive, you know, something going on. Um, no, certainly I've never been discouraged by yeah. um, my parents to to, to do it. Uh,
0: you started to talk there about um, your collaborations with with Tom. Palmer and um, certainly mm-hmm. while, while you were at, at Bristol, you had fantastic viral success
1: with High Renaissance Man. Yeah, we, we peaked at the age of 21, you yeah, know. <laughs> I'm just going into my third year at the uni of Bristol and I love it, love it to bits. Um, Bristol's kind of become a fourth home to me, you know, especially since I moved into a house. Anyone who says that they don't fucking love Bristol is either lying, not telling the truth, or they're fucking ugly. You know, I always say, if you were to take the gritty urbanness of Manchester and mix it with the academia of Oxbridge, you get somewhere close to Bristol. Imagine, if you will, a drug-fueled after-party. On a punt.
0: Welcome to Bristol. But you've done a lot of sort of short subject, you know, comedy and other films since. Does, does the short film have a particular appeal?
1: The short film? Yeah, does the, the, short
0: short sort, of, a, yeah, the sort of short subject work, does that yeah. have a particular appeal? Is it, do you like being able to sort of condense a lot of material into a fairly...
1: Well, I think, you know, sketch sketches are yeah the appeal of of like youtube sketches is that um is that you don't have to they can just you know your own content one-off small bits of content that you do the appeal is it's not like um no one's telling you, you you uh no one's telling you what to do really and you don't have to come up with um they're not a huge amount of work in terms of coming up with like a a through line or a or a, a big storyline or whatever but so in terms of writing it's quite it's not very labor intensive and they're good fun i mean yeah short sketches are a sort of what what um what me and my writing partner started out doing and then youtube was just kind of happening just starting when we were at, uh, at university. so but then you know the, it's it's like um they they can kind of you know that, that you still need money, to, some some money to make kind of um, like sometimes to make. A, it's good to have a bit of money, whatever. So it's not. It's a bit of a myth, I think, that like you know, it's just it's all you need is a camera. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think short short sketches are always really really fun to do. Uh, but the but they're kind of more fun to do really often than than they come out. It's like, I think well, there's, there's there's a lot that has never seen the light of day that me and Tom have spent you know, a week doing and then realising it was it was kind of pointless.
0: <laughs> you obviously work closely with him. You've worked on your own. Um, you've created your own material. You've worked on other people's productions. Um, do you have a particular preference? I mean, obviously, there's a certain amount of, you know, going wherever the work is, but, you know, is there a... How do you prefer to work? uh Writing. Writing or performing, I mean, is, is it, do you prefer to, you know, do you have a preference for performing your own work? Do you, yeah. I know they're all very different. I mean, it's very different mm. working on something that you've or performing something that you've written yourself as opposed to walking in, being handed the script. But, yeah. um, you know, is there a, are there different aspects of each of those forms that appeal to you or do you have a preference for any them? Yeah. I,
1: I mean, I think I'm, I'm, i find acting like i'm so nervous when i act and um anything really that um stops you from being nervous it feels great and and i think in a scenario where in the in this the small amount of experiences i've had where um i've been been acting my own material it's felt and I'm sort of like with, you know, that tends to be with that comes that I've like, I know the director well or uh, the other actors that, that I'm, that we've kind of chosen to collaborate with on top That all adds to a sort of sense of ease and feeling more comfortable and you're not worrying about, and also, and also you naturally understand the material um, a lot. More readily because you've written it and you you, you you kind of know exactly what you were trying to communicate, so that I think just just you you immediately understand. And if you're lazy like me and don't really like preparing and thinking a lot about lines that you learn and so and you just learn them the night before, um, it's that's always just been a, a, a kind of a less stressful experience, I could say, performing my own material. But there are definitely benefits to to both, um, you know. Yeah.
0: You, um, in terms of the, the stuff you've been hired to do, have in the yeah. worked on two particularly iconic series for children um, mm. in the form of, of course, Thomas the Tank Engine and Horrible Histories. Yeah. Um, in fact, you've, you know, back up after nomination I had one of them um do you have a particular affection for children's tv I mean you've spoken earlier about that but, but does yeah. it feel like a massive responsibility to help front up something that comes with a million and one preconceptions
1: yeah I mean um I do, yeah like I said I've I've loved television all my life so there was a long period of that where I loved kids tv I don't think I've been I'm not one of these people that has if I'm honest You know sat down and like re re rewatched sort of um i don't know like um rugrats at the age of as an adult and kind of i don't know i've i i i think horrible history is, is is a great example of how you know kids tv can can kind of not be patronizing and be um have that kind of broad appeal for adults um, with horrible histories, though, yeah, there is. I think less so Thomas the Tank Engine because, although I know that a lot of people were upset that they changed the the the, the trains to CGI trains, um, but I think with horrible histories, it was more there was an added pressure because the cast before was so good, um, and you know you had you had a, a whole. They, they really were the ones that kind of you know brought the whole thing to life, and obviously had a huge following and that's kind of always going to be a thing you know um so there's you you're aware of that but there's nothing really you can do about about not, not not a huge amount of point in worrying about um, that if you if you can because you also have to remember that you know there's a large large um proportion of people coming to it new like a whole new kind of years of kids coming in to watch it who, who aren't um comparing you to the to the people before hopefully um you know and you're just a guy in a beard, and that's all that, that's all that um, matters um so you, you're like with horror issues i'm I'm aware of that pressure and and obviously um uh, you don't want to mess it up and um, it's great that they keep or, or up until obviously what's happened recently they, they've kept commissioning it um but you just you just have to try and kind of not focus on that because it's too depressing to go on Twitter and see what people are saying.
0: (laughs) It is opening the shit room door, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You worked on Siblings, obviously, with BBC Three, which was two, two, three seasons of that? Two, two two seasons. Is that, I mean, when you go into something that's... Horrible History is obviously you're changing character a lot, but with something where you are becoming identified with one role and it gets recommissioned once or twice or however long, is there... Is that something that you do, you, do you enjoy that stability or do you start to worry that, I know it's often a worry for people that they get locked in either one type of typecasting or, or they're just associated
1: sure. with that role. Is it? I used, I used to get, I felt in my early career, I used to get typecast a lot as um, uh, evil posh man. <laughs> um, and now, now I have a lot less work and um, I wish that I was typecast as evil posh man. I, I I I wish they do that. I remember <laughs> being like, I don't want to play this posh guy every time. It's so. And now I'm like desperate to. But I mean, um, so I think like there's a maybe it's there's a kind of. It's okay. I think it's good to be typecast. It's great to 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 be known for for something. Um, and I I wouldn't if it ever happened again to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't like worry about it i think i'm sure a lot, a lot of actors who have uh it's, such, it's i think it's about a luxury of choice i'm sure there are lots of you know actors that feel like they'd love to do more a broader range of things but um you know that's great that there's 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 even that you know you're very lucky if you even have that kind of chance i mean um so as for siblings you know i would just was it was a, it was a uh, like a moron um, I would ha- I would happily play more on you know the rest of my, <laughs> my life, um, and, and 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 obviously and horror stories is lovely because you're yeah you're a million different characters so you kind of yeah, um, get to do all kinds of things, um, but yeah I don't see I don't think I did, I'm, I can see why actors worry about it but I I, I, I personally I, I I well I just take I'll take whatever work I can get.
0: <laughs> so writing and performing particularly with comedy can be a very mentally taxing process with a lot of things to to consider what What do you do to try to keep yourself together if anything
1: um yeah um i i guess i well i i love to um you know just um not think about things <laughs> certain <laughs> um <laughs> Not you know, reflect on what, on the reality of my situation. I think it helps a lot. Um, but recently, well, in the last three years, I've done, painting is a really nice way. I I to lo- I, loved, I loved paint. I think anything that helps you not, you know, because obviously it's really important to to be proactive all the time. And um, you know, you you you, you want to stay. It's this it's the thing about like feeling this guilt of not being motivated the whole time. but equally not sort of forcing um stuff or 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 knowing that like sometimes when you're writing and it's just it's nothing's happening you know it's kind of it is just sort of unnecessarily stressful to yourself to just be sat there um so i think you know anything that can in the when you are having like legit and and, and anything that sort of keeps you out of your own head and just like painting makes you not think about um all the auditions you out there that you're not getting or you know the fact that um you're 32 and um, you know, there are a bunch of things that you haven't done yet and all stuff like that i think I, I find really helpful and painting is is just a really nice way for me to like switch off and focus on something that's that, that takes my full attention um, i guess it's, it's like it's like sort of meditating i suppose is that how you've been part a lot,
0: big part of how you've been keeping yourself busy during during the
1: yeah life? yeah? I've my, my I have been really really boring people on my Instagram with um,
0: well, with it's my paintings
1: it's that, you know, is that is your
0: Instagram public? Can people go and look at your
1: pages? oh yeah, please go for it.
0: Beautiful. what's
1: your handle on Instagram? It's just Tom Tom Sturton. Tom Sturton.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can say I've. You know, I have been I have been shown, Elle sent me through a link to to it, so I have been looking at the paintings and they are quite, quite wonderful. So wild oh, you. Um I mean the whole world, let alone the arts and creative industries, um is in a massive state of churn at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. we got the pandemic and political developments and, you know, a righteous movement arising out of systemic racism um where would you want to see i mean as things move forward and as things reopen and and the world starts to you know do things again in terms of creative industries particularly where would you like to see things going what what would you like to to see come out of it or is there anything that you would particularly like to be doing the far side of this
1: yeah i don't gosh um wow that's a big question i don't know um it's so it's so hard to know what what i mean and there's so many there's so many important things going on at the moment right That that hopefully um separate from that you know crisis um that hopefully will will be um reflected in 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 the industry um but I don't know what the industry even looks like after this so i mean it's i it's really scary I don't know you know what what um what uh whether the stuff is going whether people are going to want escapism and that kind of thing um I really hope that it's not we're not now just destined for for kind of zoom dramas um, only um i i i guess i i hope I hope stuff recovers enough um so that you know the stuff that I wrote before isn't complete completely like you know useless um and I'm writing at the moment, but equally, i guess maybe 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 things will will be different for the better i don't know i' this is the least articulate answer um I think I'm just confused about, I'm so confused about what stuff's actually going to look like and how quickly things are actually going to start back up i mean surely there is just a huge backlog of things that mean i mean that nothing's really gonna i don't know um nothing is gonna happen for a while but but maybe maybe not that's the worst answer ever isn't it i'm sorry i don't even remember what i what i was can I just say that yeah. uh, also? I have to say it's the most honest answer I think we've had so far. <laughs> I, um, but that's never a good thing. When people say you've answered honestly, that means I've said something really yeah, interesting.
0: No, 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 not at all. No, not on a, not on
1: a, that was a very bold move to say. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so you say you're writing at the moment as well. What are you able to say anything about what you're working on at the yeah, moment? Yeah, of course.
1: Never even get made. Totally. Um, uh, we, we, me and Tom are writing, um, another film about, um, it's about an, an old couple. Uh, the premise is, well, we, we, yeah, the premise is that it's, we wanted to kind of like, it's called Dinner Dashes, working title. it's about, it's about a kind of, it's an, it's a romance about two elderly people who find each other, both, um, running out on uh, restaurant bills. <laughs> That like they're like it's like you know you're know, like old people that start shoplifting they, yeah. they both they both start getting a kick out of um running out on the uh, bills it's like a, it's their kind of wacky love story
0: um, uh, is this um something you're going to produce yourselves or is this on commission or is this... well we'll probably end up having to produce it, produce it ourselves yeah <laughs> um one of the uh, casualties of 2020 has been uh, James Lipton, who um, founded the Inside the Actors Studio class and broadcast. And he um, brazenly stole 10 questions from somebody else that he asked every subject, so I'm brazenly stealing them from him. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> 10 quick fire questions. Okay, so badly. What is your favourite word?
1: Well, um, I keep, I keep wanting, I keep saying Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, Keir Starmer. I don't know why that that word's been like, his name. It's not a word, but his name. is, I've kept on wanting to say the name Keir Starmer.
0: And your least favourite word?
1: Ah, uh, oh, oh, Boris. Fine, I'm, I'm going really political on this. Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on? Pizza, and off. Uh, it turns you off um, exercise. What
0: sound or noise do you love?
1: Sound or noise I love. I love the sound of... Um, I like the sea. I'm going to go for an obvious one. I like the sound of the sea. And what sound or noise do you hate? Um, so I sound my own voice, listening back to it on, on recorded. What is your favourite swear word? Oh, um, b- b- bastard in a northern, a- bastard in a northern accent. <laughs> um,
0: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: What a profession I would like to attempt. I'd I'd love to be a, a um let say a carpenter. That's too cheesy. I'd be a, pet, a painter. Okay. Uh And
0: what profession would you absolutely not ever want to attempt? Uh,
1: like any kind of scientist, for the good of you know everyone else, for everyone else's safety. Um, if when the time, comes. I'm, I, can't, I can't Yeah, although I have, I really like my accountant.
0: Um, if, when your time comes and you discover that actually there is a heaven, what would you like to hear said to you on arrival?
1: Well, um, don't worry about it. Like you don't have to say anything. We, you know, it's all forgiven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Now finally we have some questions from uh, the great public. Um so one from uh, Manfred which asks, have you a preference between live
1: performance and film and TV? Uh, have I I prefer to live performance and T V uh Yeah, T V prefer- yeah, because uh because of the money probably. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm going to group together the next few. We've had two sort of grouped questions from different people, but they, they all relate to Horrible Histories. Okay. Liam Perkin, to start off with, uh, asks, um, and I think this is general, this is general before we get into Horrible Histories, what would your dream role be?
1: What oh, my dream role be? Um, term t- 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 James Bond. Yeah. No, I don't know who. What would my, my maybe a James Bond villain? That'd be fun.
0: Is there a character from history that you would love to play in a sketch? And also, which historical figure do you wish that you'd played rather than one of your co stars?
1: I mean, not really. I, I'm, my history is so bad. I'm always, I'm always just sort of learning about these people for the first time. I mean, obviously, with an exception for like Henry VIII um, and people like that, but not massively. No, I think, I think, I like. Hey, I like doing the underdogs. Monk, 2, That's who I want to play.
0: <laughs> is there? Have you been in a sketch, or have you been have witnessed the recording of a sketch, or watched one on, on playback um, containing a figure that you wish that you'd played rather than one of your coaches? I
1: play all the time every 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 time i'm not in a sketch i just i stand at the side and watch begrudgingly (laughs) um finton
0: horan has asked keeping on the same subject has asked what your favorite horrible history song
1: is i really like the one from the old series the old guys the 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 vikings one about um Exactly. What was the one? I oh, This is so embarrassing. It's like they're they the people like, the fans will know that it's it's the old cast and they and they're like they're all like it's just, they're sort of an aging rock group and they're Vikings and they're, they're on a beach. We're tearing up this place tonight.
0: Literally.
1: We're gonna set this sleepy town and lie. We'll kill and steal and burn drink cuz us fucking don't care what you think whoa, whoa, whoa. Get, get sweaty was fun with uh as henry VIII i did that recently that was that was a good one anything that i don't have to rap in because i'm st- i'm not sh- still not sure that's that's okay it's always, <laughs> always touch and go um does it get a bit
0: weird having a massively involved adult fan base for a kids' show?
1: Does it get weird having a massive Um No. No, I think it's... Not, it's like I said, yeah, it's... it's uh, uh, only in as much as, you know, they're armed with some slightly better swear words than kids, so it can, they can be more... Um, they can cut you deeper. But <laughs> other than that, no
0: um catherine harlow asks us moving away from that um what was it like making this a few years ago now what was it like making live of the electric as part of such an eminent group of no. comics? as part of such a what eminent group of comics
1: uh, yeah gosh that's she's that's a real that's a real blast in the past i had um i like it was so much fun and um I have really fond memories of it. It was, it was just really fun. And also we didn't, the bits I did weren't live, me and no. Tom did weren't live. So, so we had zero, everyone else was just kind of really, really nervous backstage and we got to sort of swan around filming our bits <laughs> in our own time. And it was, it was really, it was sort of, that was so much fun. It was like being in a play, but not having the, the horrible part of feeling sort of yeah, terrified. And finally, uh, Amy Redsell uh,
0: asks, after your, <laughs> uh, sorry, after your experiences on Thomas the Tank Engine, do you believe a state-funded railway is the way forward? Do, do I believe what? A state-funded railway
1: is the way Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that was my big takeaway from it. <laughs> there you go, Amy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> So that one came in i just couldn't resist um tom Sturton, thank you very much indeed oh thanks for joining me you've been listening to dark unicorn in conversation with tom Sturton. written presented and edited by paddy cooper theme music by curtis batson special thanks to the estate of james lipton totally tom Lion TV, the BBC, and Scholastic Publications. The series is executive produced for Dark Unicorn Productions Limited by Alan S. Turton.
1: COVID-19 presents one of the greatest threats to theatre in living memory. The performing arts need you now more than ever. Please, consider supporting our work by becoming a patron, with packages starting at just £50 per year to be a Rainbow Unicorn. Just visit darkunicorn.org. Science helps us solve problems, but creativity helps us cope with them. Please don't let the performing arts be another casualty of the pandemic. Thank you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.